The Lord be with you. This is the day which the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. We welcome you all to this morning's divine service as we celebrate Reformation. We gather around his word and receive his very body and blood in the Holy Communion. A few announcements for this morning. First of all, our um, Sheboygan Tri-Circuit Reformation service will be held today at Lutheran High at 3.30 p.m. with the Reverend Dr. Jason Lane, a professor of theology at Concordia University Mequon will be preaching, and it will feature choirs and from both children's choirs and adult choirs from the uh, Sheboygan area. Please join us for that. Please return your baby bottles to raise funds for Anchor of Hope no later than Sunday, November 5th. Sunday school and Bible classes continue this morning at 9.30. Join us in the lounge for refreshments, and the adults head off into the gym for a study entitled The St. Peter Option, or to the Fellowship Hall for a new member class entitled Catechesis for Life. Sunday school children, kindergarten through fifth grade, begin with an opening in the music room. Sixth through eighth graders meet in the school fifth grade classroom, and the high school Bible class meets in the school seventh grade classroom. Please join us in the study of God's holy word. Next weekend will culminate our 170th anniversary, and you are encouraged to participate in the special events plan. First, on Saturday, November 4th, you are encouraged to stop by the church lounge between 2 to 4 to welcome and visit with Pastor Larry Schmidt and his family. Pastor Schmidt served at Trinity from 1977 to 1989. He's returning to Sheboygan for our anniversary celebration. Then on Sunday, November 5th, we'll celebrate All Saints Day and our 170th anniversary. Our services will honor our fellow members who joined the communion of saints over the past year and praise God for his blessings over these past 170 years. Between services from approximately 9.20 to 10.30, we will gather in the gym to enjoy a special program focusing on our 170 years and welcoming some special guests. A special breakfast, treats, and coffee will be served. Regardless of which service you attend, please join us for the special 170th Jubilee. Finally, in your bulletin day today is a special 170th anniversary offering envelope for your prayerful consideration of a special contribution as we pray God for the blessings of this church and school to all of us. Today we continue our celebration of the 170th anniversary of Trinity with today's focus being on the voice of the sun bell. The best way to follow along is to place the panel in the back of your hymnal. Please note today that we are using Luther's German Divine Service Uh, It's focused on hymns, so the liturgy will be going to different hymns in uh, the service today, so please note that. Before we we begin confession and absolution, please note that after that, we invite you to turn and face the back as we're reminded of our Lord's coming into our midst with his word and very body and blood. Please stand. The voice of the Son of God, Bell, will call us to worship. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart, and confess our sins unto God our Father, 
beseeching him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord. I said I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord. Let us kneel for confession and absolution. O Almighty God, merciful Father, Upon this, your confession, I, by virtue of my office as a called and ordained servant of the word, announce the grace of God unto all of you, and in the stead and by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all of your sins in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.
The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Almighty and gracious Lord, pour out your Holy Spirit on your faithful people. Keep us steadfast in your grace and truth. Protect and deliver us in times of temptation. Defend us against all enemies and grant to your church your saving peace. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. first reading for the Festival of the Reformation is from the Revelation to St. John, chapter 14. Then I saw another angel flying directly overhead with an eternal gospel to proclaim to those who dwell on earth, to every nation and tribe and language and people. And he said with a loud voice, fear God and give him glory, because the hour of his judgment has come, and worship him who made heaven and earth the sea, and the springs of water. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks.
The epistle is from Romans chapter 3. Now we know that whatever the law says, it speaks to those who are under the law, so that every mouth may be stopped and the whole world may be held accountable to God. For by works of the law, no human being will be justified in his sight, since through the law comes knowledge of sin. But now the righteousness of God has been manifested apart from the law, although the law and the prophets bear witness to it, the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ for all who believe. For there is no distinction, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, and are justified by his grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God put forward as a propitiation by his blood to be received by faith. This was to show God's righteousness because in his divine forbearance he had passed over former sins. It was to show his righteousness at the present time so that he might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. Then what becomes of our boasting? It is excluded. By what kind of law? By a law of works? No, but by the law of faith. For we hold that one is justified by faith apart from the works of the law. This is the word of the Lord.
The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 8th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. So Jesus said to the Jews who had believed in him, If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. They answered him, We are offspring of Abraham, and have never been enslaved to anyone. How is it that you say you will become free? Jesus answered them, Truly, truly, I say to you, Everyone who commits sin is a slave to sin. The slave does not remain in the house forever. The son remains forever. So if the son sets you free, you are free indeed. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ.
the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You may be seated. There are many fascinating words in the world. I love words. Today, there are a couple of English words that I'd like to throw out to you. Petrichor. Does anybody know what that means? It's a great word. You know? The smell of rainfall. You get an A. Excellent. Another one of my favorite English words is tin-tin-abulation. Anybody know what that means without you responding? I coached him. Tin-tin-abulation. I know Sam knows it too up there. What does it mean? Yeah, the ringing of the bells. Isn't that a great word? Well, since we're celebrating the Reformation today, let's consider some cool German words. The first one I'd like to throw out you is called Schadenfreude, which basically means taking pleasure in someone's misfortune. That's the word the devil is very familiar with. But don't we also secretly take pleasure in another person's problems? Well, they deserved it after all, right? Martin Luther would have been understood this word as well as two others that I'll throw out to you, or three others. Lebensmüde. Lebensmüde, which means being life-weary. Or another way of saying it is being kaput. And then there's another word, Weltschmerz which describes the pain we feel when life fails to live up to our expectations. Another thought-provoking German word appropriate for Reformation Day is one that doesn't translate very clearly into the English language. It's called Anfechtung. Try saying that with me. Anfechtung. Yeah, good. Martin Luther talked about his Anfechtung a great deal because it affected him greatly. And it affects us all as well. So the good Lutheran question is, what does this mean? Anfectum. Luther would say it means temptation and trial and affliction and tribulation all rolled up into one. Anfectum. Another way of thinking about anfectum is because of sin and the devil's temptation and the world's influence that we are all slaves to sin. That's what Jesus proclaimed this morning. Jesus' listeners didn't understand this. They didn't think they'd ever been slaves. Listen to what Jesus says. Truly, truly, I say to you, everyone who commits sin is a slave to sin. Have you ever felt that way? Only Christ can set us spiritual slaves free. Jesus' audience didn't believe they were slaves to sin, and therefore they were enslaved in unbelief. At first, Luther didn't understand this either. Luther felt trapped all around. He saw the devil everywhere. He made himself physically sick, chasing down every last sin that he could fess, only to uncover more sins. His anfechtung was eating away at his soul, and no amount of Hail Marys or Lord pray Lord's prayers or works or scrubbing floors made his trials any easier. Imagine your own guilt for a moment. 
Imagine you woke up every hour during the night to pray and work your fingers to the bone so that you could feel God's love, only to feel even more filthy in your sins. We see that today yet. How often do we come to church, confess our sins, just to go home and think that God couldn't possibly forgive this sin? I'm not worthy. Well, you're not. Luther wasn't either. either. Do you feel the unfectung? Luther thought it was the fact that he was sinful that was causing his slavery. He could never be free. The truth is no Christian or non-Christian can ever be free by himself or herself. We remain sinful until the day that we die. Does that mean that Christ has not set us free? Luther thought his bondage was caused by his sins, but it was really something else. His slavery was induced by the fact that he couldn't hear the voice of the Son of God, Jesus, and believe in him by his own reason or strength, no matter how hard he tried. The anfectung that afflicted him. Today, the same happens to us. The world, first for the most part, doesn't admit that it's enslaved to sin. The vast majority of people, even those that claim to be, quote, spiritual, believe in sin about it as much as they think as leprechauns are real. Yet we Christians, God's own child, we can find ourselves living and acting as if they were still in chains. We do not behave as ones whom God has set free through the forgiveness of sins. And so we hold our neighbor's sins against them. What's the deal? This slavery is real. It is a slavery of the ears, really. It's caused by listening to the wrong voices, listening to the wrong messages. The Jews in Jesus' day were listening to a lot of fabricated traditions, but they certainly weren't listening to Jesus' words they heard them, but they refused to understand them. Jesus says, if you continue in my word, then you are truly my disciples. And Jesus said, you will know the truth then, and the truth will set you free. These particular Jews, John tells us, already believed in Jesus. But their ears were deafened to the truth. They thought he was speaking about physical chains, like when their ancestors were prisoners in Egypt. Not the bondage of a soul entrapped in anfectum. The same thing was happening to Luther. For many years he was listening to the screaming of his own innermost fears and his internal voice. He was listening to the papacy which said you were saved by buying indulgences and doing all sorts of good works. So what's whispering in your ear this morning? Is the devil whispering in your ear saying you are, you are not worthy of God's love? Who in the world do you think you are? Look at your sins. They're disgusting. The voice asks the wrong question. The question is, who is Jesus? Jesus says, I am the light of the world. Before Abraham was, I am. If anyone keeps my words, he will never die. I am the true vine cut down on Calvary to set you free. This is who I am. This is what I've done for you. Be at peace. 
be set free from your sins and your unbelief. Well, there's the stumble, isn't it? Just like the Jews who believed in Jesus, they still harbor doubts. Like Luther so long ago, we hear, but we don't listen. We continue to be tormented by our anfectun. We remain stubborn in it. Our ears persist to being closed to God's free grace. We continue to question and doubt, am I really free? Aren't we really free to continue to struggle with sin? Don't we all struggle with our addictions of one kind or another? The ancients talked about the seven deadly sins. Pride, greed, wrath, envy, lust, gluttony, and sloth. Haven't we all struggled with those things? With the temptation to believe that the more work, the more wealth, the more stuff, the more friends will somehow grant us some peace? To whom or what are you enslaved to? Real freedom, as Luther found out, is all about the word of Jesus, not the words of the world and our own sinful flesh. These three deceptors speak to us all the time, day and night, always trying to be the voice of freedom in our minds. Instead, they are voices of slavery and death. Listen to the voice of the Son of God. The voice of the Son of God. Our forefathers imprinted that on the bell with these words. The dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God. And they that hear to this voice shall live. Open your ears to that. God enabled Luther to open his ears to that voice that overcome the accusations of the devil on his conscience. Listen to Jesus' voice. Jesus says, yes, your sin is very great. But I am the perfect Son of God. I am greater than any one of your sins. You will not die in them. I did that for you already. You belong to me. Listen to the voice of the Son of, the Son of God, the bell that rings loudly and clearly. Oh, there are other voices out in the world that are leading you back into chains and slavery. Jesus says, though, I, the Lord, will be your father, your savior, comforter, and brother. I, the Lord, will give you peace. Listen to that voice. Jesus comes to you with the real voice, the voice of all authority in heaven and earth, the voice of freedom, true freedom, that gives eternal peace found in Christ. Disciples are made... Are, are made free. They are not born free. As the words work with you, beginning with your baptism and continuing all the days of, of your life, you are set free through his power. This is the truth. Listen to the voice of the Son of God. I forgive you all of your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Take and eat my body and blood given and shed for you for the forgiveness of all of your sins. As we journey through this life, we struggle between free men and women that God has made us and the anfectun. Our own anfectun afflicts us day and night. But even God uses this for his glory. 
turning us from ourselves to the resurrected Christ. Real freedom is not attainable. It is only receivable. The Son has set you free and you are free indeed. Free, saved from sin, united by God's grace alone. Grace is God's heart. God's heart is revealed to you where where Jesus shed his blood for you. Our meaning and our life come from Jesus. We're free to serve God now. And our service to God isn't just how often or hard we pray, but receiving his good gifts with his spirit in order that we might help and love, have mercy and grace on our neighbor. This is true freedom. Listen to me, Jesus says. Remain in my words. Jesus frees us from slavery of wasted lives, of wasted worry, of wasted despair. He teaches us to follow him. This is the only thing that can bring you freedom and peace. Listen to the voice of the Son of God. That is the voice that will call you from dead to life for all eternity. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now may the peace of God which surpasses all understanding guard your hearts and minds through faith to Christ Jesus to life everlasting. Amen. Let us pray for the whole people of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Mighty fortress, rock of refuge, sustain your church. Deliver her from error and preserve her in the proclamation of your gospel that it would resound to every nation, tribe, people, and language, and that all may fear and give you glory. Lord, in your mercy. Mighty fortress, rock of refuge, bless all ministers of your word. Help them rightly to preach your law so that all are held accountable to you without excuse. And joyfully proclaim your gospel that all would know Jesus Christ as their Savior. Bless this day our church work students, including Ruth, James, Luke, and Harvey, in their preparation to serve you, in bringing that grace and mercy to bear in the lives of others. Lord, in your mercy. Mighty fortress, rock of refuge, make us truly your disciples. Keep us in your word, free us from all errors, and make our homes and families peaceful. Preserve all fathers and encourage them for their godly task, that children would be brought up in the fear and instruction of the Lord. We give you thanks this day at the birth of Clara to Sam and Haley Kaiser, and for our Trinity 8th grade teacher, Jason Harder. We also thank you this day for the blessing of love and marriage given to Butch and Noreen Carby, who celebrate their 60th wedding anniversary, and Kyle and Ashley Valier, who celebrate their 13th wedding anniversary. Lord, in your mercy. Mighty fortress, rock of refuge, bless all civil authorities, especially our president, Congress, and all who make, administer, and judge our laws. Protect them from the temptations that beset their offices, and grant them wisdom and courage to serve with integrity. Lord, in your mercy. Mighty fortress, rock of refuge, be near to all who cry to you for comfort and healing of body and soul, especially the victims of war in the Middle East and the Ukraine. For Butch, who is hospitalized, Carla and Michael undergoing medical tests, Alvin afflicted with heart issues, Robert, who 
who will have hip surgery, Brad awaiting a kidney transplant, Renee recovering after surgery, Bart for continued management of his illness, Charles, Carl, Emmy, Tim, Benjamin, Bernadette, Sue, Jennifer, Sharon, Doris, Timothy, Ronald, John, and Mary, all in treatment for cancer, Dorothy in hospice care, and the family of Harold Holt. Grant them release from their afflictions according to your will. Sustain their hope in the full and final healing that awaits them at the day of Christ's appearing. Lord, in your mercy. Mighty fortress, rock of refuge, bless all who come to the altar to partake of Christ's own body and blood for the forgiveness of their sins. Grant them repentant hearts that seek to amend their lives and by your spirit align them with your will and purpose. Lord, in your mercy. Mighty fortress, rock of refuge, we give you thanks today for the great reformers of your church who call us back to the gospel and to the righteousness we have in Christ alone. Keep us in fellowship with them and bring us at last to our heavenly home to see our Redeemer face to face. Through the same Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. You may be seated for the offering and for the signing of the Friendship Register.
The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, O Lord our God, King of all creation. For you have had mercy on us and given your only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. Grant us your spirit, gracious Father, that we may give heed to the testament of your Son in true faith, and above all, firmly take to heart the words which Christ gives to us in his body and blood for our forgiveness. By your grace, lead us to remember and give thanks for the boundless love which he manifests to us when pouring out his precious blood, he saved us from your righteous wrath and from sin, death, and hell. Grant that we may receive the bread and wine that is his body and blood as a gift, guarantee, and pledges of his salvation. Graciously receive our prayers, deliver and preserve us. To you alone, O Father, be all glory, honor, and worship with the Son and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. In the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, this command, and with his own words, we receive his testament. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you, this do in remembrance of me. In the same way also, he took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace.
the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ strengthen and preserve you in body and soul to life everlasting. Depart in peace. We give thanks to Almighty God that you have refreshed us through this salutary gift, and we implore you that of your mercy you would strengthen us through the same in faith toward you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen.